Welcome back to another episode of my podcast. Thanks for joining me this week and any other weeks you have joined me. I'm happy to be in the studio today because um, I've done so much this week. I feel like a whole new woman. I'm wearing a dress. I mean, I don't think I don't think we've ever seen Allie in a dress on the podcast before. I'm becoming a new person, okay? Enough with the baggy clothes, even though this dress is baggy. I think I got it in the maternity section. It is so large, but it feels nice. My my cooch can breathe. Um, my booch can breathe. And that's what's most important in this hot summer heat. Um, breathable clothes. I think I just need a whole wardrobe change. I don't feel... I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but I've had the same clothes in my closet for like the past five years and it just makes me sad, you know, because like I feel like it's so much about our identity, what we wear, you know, we wear what we think we are. You are what you eat. You are what you wear. So a lot of like our personality comes from our outfits. I mean, if you're wearing a Walmart t-shirt that says like, my other shirt is an AK-47. That's not personality. That's just, you know, a graphic tee from Walmart. But I mean, like, you know, you can tell a lot about a person based on what they wear and they choose to wear that so you can make, you know, a, a quick judgment on them prior to meeting them. And I'm sick of wearing baggy clothes looking like looking like a grocery bag. That's what I look like. I look like a brown paper bag from Stater Brothers. It's all wrinkled, there's loose produce in there, there's cold cuts thrown in. Um, it's just not, I, I don't know. I just, I want something that's more form-fitting, which is actually interesting because right now I feel not my cutest at the moment. I, I just feel frumpy. I've been eating so much like pizza and pasta and carbs and I'm not looking the hottest, um... And so it's interesting because I baggy clothes you would think I would want to wear because then I can hide underneath them. But I want to I want to look like a, an adult, a woman, a lady. I got some I got some biddies and I got some booties and it's a shame that I hide them so much. So I need to get a little wardrobe update. I went to the mall. I bought this dress um, because it was my grandma's 90th birthday the other day. Shout out to my grandma pushing through. She has a caretaker who was at her birthday. And when I saw her caretaker the other week at my grandma's house, I sneak into my grandma's house to use her pool. She lives in like an apartment complex and it's by the beach. So it's like an excuse for me to go to her pool. And so I always like call her when I'm already at the pool, like, hey, grandma, what are you up to today? It'd be so nice to see you. I'm in the neighborhood and I'm also actually in your pool so I can just come right up. So I was at her pool. I went to say hi to her and steal a towel as well. And um, her caretaker was there. And she was like, your grandma's very tired, like worrying me. She's like, you know, she's having a, she's very tired. She's old. I'm like, she's been tired for the past 10 years, you know, since her 80th birthday. She's like, I don't know if I'll make it to my next birthday. She's been saying that forever. It's what old people do when they hit a certain age. It's like fun for them. I think, I think it almost gives them like relief. They're like, they like almost tell you just in case it happens. They're like, I might not make it to my birthday. She was saying that on, on Friday, her birthday was on Saturday. On Friday, she's like, I don't know if I'll make it. I'm like, bitch, you're going to make it. Okay. 
You can die after your birthday. The day after if you need to, if you so badly want to. But you're not going to, okay? You're you're strong. You're a strong old woman. She made it to her 90th birthday. She was there. Her dentures were in. Her teeth were looking good. Looking straight. And um, my boo thing came. He met the whole family. Larry's side of the fam. He met Larry's family. I, I made a little speech at my grandma's dinner, you know, and it wasn't a good speech. And it's so annoying being a comedian because when you give like a speech or something, people are like, oh, the comedian's about to get up and share a little word. And I don't know. I think sometimes I can be very serious. You know, when I'm on stage doing comedy, like I let all of that go. But when I'm with like family and stuff, I can be so serious. Like I can be kind of a buzzkill, honestly. Like, I just get so serious about things. And so, I'm at my grandma's. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah. He, boyfriend agrees. I can be serious, right? Yeah. I'm very serious most of the time. It's one of the first things I told him because, I don't know. But when I first met you, you said I wasn't serious. You're like, no, you're not. But now at this point, yeah. you you can see that I am very serious. It's so annoying. It's one of my, I need to go to therapy for this because I take things too seriously where it's like, Allie, let go, loosen up, live a little. That's instead of live, laugh, love, I need a sign that says, let go, loosen up, live a little. Because I can be like my whole butthole is clenched most of the day. It's so annoying. That's not fun. And especially now that like my whole family accepts that I'm a comedian, they just, they want me to be cracking cracking whippersnappers all night and so I do the speech and immediately as soon as I start talking about my grandma I I get emotional I'm like yeah I can't I can't do this right now one second and everyone's like oh the comedian's about to give a little speech for grandma I get up there and I start crying like a baby it's because I'm repressed this is why I do comedy I don't know how to have real emotions and so as soon as I start having them It all comes out of me. My cousin just married a psychiatrist, so I was talking to her about my mental health. My ad for this company is over, but if you are dealing with mental health issues, go to betterhelp.com. I don't know if my promo code still works, but you can try it. It's Allie Mac, I believe, A-L-I-M-A-C. If that doesn't work, the promo code might be resting B. But BetterHelp is online counseling you can do with a lot of therapists and counselors, whatever. But my cousin just married a psychiatrist. So I was like, hey, girl, I know that you're off duty. I am too. I don't want to be telling jokes at this party. I know you don't want to be giving psychiatric advice, but I'm going to be off the insurance pretty soon. So give me all you got. Tell me everything. Which is a nice way to meet your cousin's new wife, just telling her about your mental health issues. Um, But she was very sweet. And, you know, free health care. Hashtag free health care. Free my boy health care. So, talked to her, met her. Um, What else happened? My dad was smoking a cigar on the other side of their house while everyone was doing a speech. We had to text him and call him to come over because everyone was giving these nice speeches about my grandma. My grandma's so tight. She's 90 years old. She's lived through... I mean, imagine, imagine living through, like, the Great Depression... She lived through that, right? That was like around her time, or was that before? She would have been. Four. She would have been. Oh, she's okay. So she missed the Great Depression, she but she came out of it. Yeah, she, she was. She, 
yeah, her parents had to, yeah, so that probably got thrusted upon to her, their mental health issues and fears. But, I mean, she lived for 90 years. She's still alive. Imagine the last, like, crazy thing in your life is COVID. I'm scared to say the word because I feel like YouTube gets all weird about it. But imagine this time is, like, the end of your life. Having, uh, there's pros and cons, you know? She already doesn't leave the house too much. It's a great excuse. I get to go over there, and if and if she does, um, you know, does pass, then I have to question if I gave her the round. That would be terrible. But um, luckily she hasn't, and I haven't, you know, so that's all good. But, yeah, it was a nice little gathering. But now it's like, as soon as the gathering was over at midnight, the mask mandate got put back into effect because of this... Dang Delta. This dang Delta is ruining it for everyone. I'm sick of the freaking masks, okay? Here's the thing. At the beginning, at the beginning of the Roni, I was ready. I was like, we must protect our parents. We must protect our grandparents. At this point, I'm like, they have lived a good life, and I'm so grateful they got me to where I am today, but I will not protect them anymore. They can go. Bye-bye, mommy and daddy. Okay, I need to live my life. That's a joke, kind of. Ooh, ooh, I got my feet out and the soles of them. That's some high demand shit. I'm not going to give you too much, but um Yeah, I don't know. I went to Target today cuz Target wasn't doing the masks for a while, which was such a freeing experience shopping for undies without a mask on. That felt nice. Then I went in there today and the guy was like the mask mandate is in effect again. Here's your mask. And then there was a crazy guy behind me. The guy like hands us the mask. I didn't notice there was someone behind me, but all of a sudden after he gives us the mask, like the security guy at Target, he goes, I told you to get out of here. I thought he was talking to me. I was like, what did I do? But it was the guy behind me. So I ran away. I got so spooked. I got a cute bathing suit from Target. I got children's toys as a gift. Not for me. I got that kinetic sand. That's a, that's a hot that's a hot item. Kinetic sand. And then I went to the pool. Um, which was nice. Look at my glasses. I got these. Um, I don't know if you guys remember if you listened a couple episodes ago. I did the Warby Parker. You can try on five glasses from Warby Parker at home. And like you can pick out which glasses you want. And then you c- they'll send them to you for free. They'll send you five glasses. You can try them on, see which ones fit, which ones you like, whatever. And then you send them all back. You put them all back in the box. When you decide which ones you want, you just tell them and then you give them your prescription. I just told them the name of my eye doctor and they got the prescription from them. So I didn't even have to do anything. It was so easy. These ones I got, I want to, what's the name of them? I got a... I got two pairs, actually. I was only going to get one, but I wanted one to be blue blockers. I should have gotten both blue blockers because I'm constantly on my phone or on the computer. I should have gotten both blue blockers, but um, I got one that wasn't and then one that was. These aren't blue blockers, but they're so cute. Um, I want to see what the name of them is because in case you like them on me and you want to get them, you should. Uh oh, I don't remember when I got these. I took a photo. One second, folks. Um, oh, but I get. I feel like I've gotten compliments on them. 
I need to remember to wear them more. I need to keep a pair in my car because my vision is bad at night. Okay, I can't find... I can't find the name of these. Dang. Maybe I'll find it and put it in the comments. Do I have this? Gosh, this has to be boring, huh? Okay, I don't have it, but there's two pairs I got. These ones, and then- Oh, it says it on the freaking glasses. Okay, so these ones I'm wearing are the Durand M. Durand M. And they're like kind of a little light pink see-through color. And then these ones are the right W-R-I-G-H-T glasses. These ones are super cute too. Oh, maybe I'll- No, I like the lighter ones for this outfit. So I got both of these through Warby Parker. They um, are sponsoring this episode. So God bless. Shout out to Warby Parker. The process was very easy to try on and, um, and get the glasses that I wanted, which was nice because I feel like I have a hard time with those things. So if you want glasses, if you want blue blockers, I really needed blue blockers. And um, so now I have them. Okay. Here's what, here's what Warby Parker, here's what they're doing for our audience. You can try Warby Parker's free, free, free home try-on program. Order five pairs of glasses to try on at home for free for five days. You get to keep them for five days. There's no obligation to buy them. You don't have to buy any that you pick. It ships for free and it includes a prepaid return shipping label. Try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash Mac. They have sunglasses available, different shapes, sizes, colors. Um, so thank you, Warby, for my new glasses. I feel so smart, especially in this dress. I feel like a cool art teacher whose boob accidentally slips out in class. And that's like the student's first time seeing a boob that's not their mom's or something. You know, because I feel like art teachers are always wearing, like, like appropriate but somehow promiscuous clothes. Something flowy but too flowy where it becomes inappropriate very quickly. I had to shave really quick. I shaved half of my leg. I was shaving in a rush. So half of my leg is shaved. And then from, like, the half the calf up. Oh, it's so... I'm so hairy. I just... I've been a busy gal as of late. I started vlogging. I haven't posted any vlogs yet. I just started. I bought a camera. The guys at the camera store are so annoying. God forbid you God forbid you want to buy a camera with no prior knowledge or experience. Man, they really don't like that. I, there was, so I wanted to get I knew I wanted to get like a Lumix or uh what was it? Panasonic or Sony or something. Something just like simple for video. Yeah, like a Canon. I wanted yeah, I wanted, honestly, I wanted Emma Chamberlain's camera because it seems pretty easy. She, she's, she's got it down. She's been vlogging for a while, so I figured she's going to use a camera that's easy to use and has all the gadgets and gizmos. So I looked up what camera Emma, 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 Chamberlain, Emma Chamberlain uses, and I went to the camera store, and I went to the Canon section, and the guy who was working there... It's talking to this other dude, and this dude's trying to sell his old cameras. He's like, 
they're collecting dust. I don't use them at all. Like, you know, you can buy them to the guy who's working there. You guys can buy my cameras for whatever you think they're worth. I just need to get them off my hands. I don't use them. They're collecting dust. And I hear that and I go, ooh, are you selling any cameras that I could use potentially? I'm trying to make some videos, vlogish things. I also want a camera that I can record my stand-up for. And, you know, if I'm on the road and need to do a little quick pod episode last minute. Just something that I can use for everything. A little bit of everything. And the guy working at the camera store is like, please do not try and solicit a sale in the store. If you need to do that, go out in the parking lot. I've been humbled many times this week. I feel like I've been told not to do stuff so much this week. When I was trying to get this dress from Zara, first of all, I'm at the mall. All the stores, their dressing rooms are open. Forever 21, their dressing room's open. Uniqlo, their dressing room's open. H&M, open dressing room. I go to Zara, I'm trying to get... I forget what I was trying on. I think it was like a big shirt or something. No. Maybe it was a dress. Yeah, I think it was like this dress or something. So I'm like, I don't want to spend $20, put on a dress, and then have to return it tomorrow. It's exhausting, Okay. And they don't have a dressing room, so I try and just put it on over my thing discreet enough. But, like, I'm trying to make sure it kind of fits. I can't tell. And the lady working there is like, you can't do that in here. And I'm like, okay, well, your dressing room's not open. Can I please shoplift and try it on in the bathroom and bring it back? Or, like, what do you expect? Do you think I want to try this on in the middle of the store? No. Also, everyone's making returns at Sara. I'm convinced no one's buying anything there. The entire line, everyone's returning, returning, returning. And I told the guy, I said, it would make it so much easier for you if you guys had two separate checkouts, one for returning and one for buying. Oh, I was heated and I was trying to vlog in the mall. How embarrassing. I was like, this will be so easy. I'm holding the camera, talking to the camera. That's... You know, I I don't know if I've given vloggers that much shit, but it's very easy to talk shit about vloggers. But after trying to vlog at the mall in public, I gotta give it up to them. It is brave. They're modern day soldiers. It's bravery, and I I uh, I respect that. And shout out to Emma Chamberlain. Hmm. I'm so dehydrated. It's so hot out. It is so hot out. My eyes, I don't know if this happens to anyone else, but when it gets really hot, my eyes start to burn. It's almost like my eyes are getting uh, sunburnt. So I got to be drinking my water. Oh, another cool one. Speaking of water, um, Liquid IV is also sponsoring this podcast. If you don't know what Liquid IV is, it's like... um, how do you just, it's like little packets, you know, it's almost like little mini baby Kool-Aid packets. They just got a little, it's a, it's a little packet of powder. You can snort it if, um, if you don't do drugs, but you want to get hydrated through your nose. You can't snort it, so please don't try that. That is not what they want me to say. But Liquid IV is cool because it has, um, CTT. You guys all know what CTT is, obviously. I don't need to get into that with you guys. You guys know what the CTT... You down with CTT? 
It has CTT technology. I think the last T stands for technology, so it's kind of redundant to say CTT technology. But essentially, liquid IV is like, um, it's like a little powder that you mix into your water or vodka if you're an alcoholic who is conscious of their cautious, cautious of their, uh, you know, uh, hydration and energy levels. So, um, yeah, you put this powder in the water. First of all, they have different flavors. My favorite is watermelon. I love the watermelon. I overdose on the watermelon. It's so good. I drink it in the morning. Um, and I do it in the morning. It makes my water taste really good, especially when I have that morning breath. I like to mask it with a bit of watermelon liquid IV. I, um, I like to do it if I'm like, uh, I don't do too much physical activity, but if I know I'm going to be doing a physical activity, say going to the mall, that's a workout. Walking around the mall, that's exhausting. That's a big workout for me. So drink a little liquid IV before that. They have a lot of different flavors. My favorite is watermelon out of all of them, but it tastes really yummy. And they also do a cool thing. They give back. They, um... The a, I want to make sure I get this right. They've donated over 10 million sticks to people around the world. Isn't that nice? They donate the little sticks, the powder, the liquid IV. They donate it. No, they, they, no, they don't donate actual sticks. They donate the powder sticks. Um, it can provide two to three times more hydration than water alone. Contains five essential vitamins. Um... It has the cellular transport technology, which is the optimal ratio of glucose, sodium, and potassium. So it delivers water and nutrients right into the bloodstream. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a shot of heroin for good hydration. So grab your liquid IV in bulk nationwide. You can get it in bulk. I have it in bulk nationwide at Costco. Or you can get 25% off. That's a lot of percentage off, in my opinion. It's more than 10. Less than 50, but more than 10, more than 20 even. You can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code AllieMac at checkout. That's 25% off anything, anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code AllieMac, A-L-I-M-A-C, at liquidiv.com. Help with that hydration. And also shout out to Liquid Death, the guy. Shout out to Greg from Liquid Death. I don't know if I'm supposed to put him on blast by saying his name. But Greg came to my comedy show the other night. Him and his girlfriend are so cute. And I was just raving to him about Liquid Death. I felt so bad. Because he just, uh, you know, he, he helps with their advertisements and stuff. That's, you know, how we got into contact. And I felt so bad because... Uh, you know, it's not like he's this, he didn't create liquid death, but I'm like, I'm like talking to him about this product as if, you know, he, he crafted it. He puts the water in each can himself. I was like, Greg, you have no idea this product, but him and his girlfriend were so cute. I was like, okay, couple goals, couple goals at a show. He came to my show First of all, I don't have that many shows in LA right now. LA's kind of fe still feels slow to pick up on shows. So he came to one of my shows. It was at a thrift store in the basement. So I'm like, oh boy, big liquid death. 
The big liquid death guys are coming to the show and it's in a basement in a thrift store. This better be freaking good. And it was great. And I was so excited because I got my vlog camera and I was ready to film my comedy because I want to start watching my sets and like, you know, I feel like it's a better way than just audio recording my sets and listening to them. I think it helps more if I can see my set and stuff. So I'm like, okay, I got my new vlog camera. I'm ready to go. And... I didn't press record. I got it all set up. I was ready. And as soon as they call my name, I'm like hitting the button. I didn't hit it hard enough. And I didn't even record my set. And because I thought that I was going to video record it, I didn't audio record it. And it was such a good set. I was doing so much new stuff. <sighs> oh, it bummed me out. But at least Greg, Big Liquid Death, got to see my killer set. So that felt good. And then there was a guy who came out from Toronto to see me. I don't think he came out just to see me from Toronto, but he was hyped. I think his name's Riley or something. So he was there. He was in the front row. He was ready. He was fired up. There was some girl also from... No, she was from Chicago. She drove from Chicago. She wasn't from Chicago. She was there. I got people coming to the shows. It's a pretty cool feeling, especially in LA. Home territory. Feels nice exciting I um what else boyfriend I was about to say your name uh oh they're not they're not getting in on that info um. <sighs> oh my god at my grandma's birthday so here's the thing about doing stand-up when you first start telling people you do stand-up and especially your family, you go, oh, I'm doing open mics. I'm pursuing a career in comedy. They'll look at you like you're trying to... I was going to say something that I can't. But they look at you like you're doing something so wild, you know? Like you're trying to go a unicorn horn and sell pony rides at the fair. And, you know, now things are going kind of well. I'm not like famous or anything, but like I I don't have a job anymore. Like this is my job. I'm not I'm not balling right now by any means. But like I don't need to work at a restaurant right now. So it's nice. And I you know, when I first started telling them, they'd be like, "Okay, good luck with that." No one wasn't supportive, but like no one was like, "Yeah, of course that makes sense." And I get it. It's a weird career everyone in my family has like normal jobs but all of a sudden now that I got this PBR ad advertisement on Instagram now that I'm an influencer for PBR and you know other companies my family's asking all these questions Ooh, how's your PBR deal what's going on with that so I heard you did a Chobani commercial oh everyone lost their marbles when I talked about the Chobani commercial but I opened for Joe Rogan and no one bats an eye. I do an arena in front of, you know, 15,000 people and everyone thinks I'm putting on clown makeup and doing a jig on stage juggling. But all of a sudden I get a little Chobani commercial and a PBR deal for Instagram. They love what they love the decisions I make now. My uncle even said, he goes, yeah, I was going to try and do his accent. He's from South Africa. He's like... No, I can't do it. He was like, yeah, you know, when you told us you were doing stand-up, like, we all weren't sure how you were going to, you know, make money or how you were going to transition into it being your career. But, like, 
you did it. And I'm like, is that a compliment? What is that comment? I don't think, like, I love my family, but they have the weirdest way of communicating and, like, being loving. Like, for my grandma's speech, everyone's like, too bad we lost grandpa 10 years ago. But, it, you know, we do have you. It was like, what is going on here? Jesus. But, yeah, it was nice seeing them. It is kind of annoying, though, because I feel like, um... I feel like my family's fans now. Like, my cousin's asking, like, don't you think... Like, I don't want to say that because it sounds like I think so highly of myself or something. But it is. They, like, they ask me questions that, like, fans would ask me. It's not like they were on sets by me. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like, but they never asked me questions before. So, I don't know. Whatever. At least they support it. At least I get to see them. I love my family. It just is interesting, though. It's also interesting the way that people perceive you and what you do. Like, anyone can relate to that. Especially with social media. Like, I think... Like, I, I saw my sister's friend the other day, and she's like, wow, you're, like, killing it and all over the place. But in my head, I'm like, I feel like I'm not doing it as much as I want to do. I'm, like, posting the same shows, so it might look like I'm busier than I am. But it's so interesting how on social media it can be perceived in, like, you know, I don't know. It's it was It's bizarre. But also, it's like, um, yeah, I don't know. What else what else happened this this week? Oh yeah, I used my vlog camera to record some auditions. I auditioned for I don't think I can say what it's for. I, like I don't know how. But one of the shows Oh, one of the shows was an HBO show. It was more of a drama show. That was cool. I don't feel like I fit the part very well, but it was fun to try. And then the other one I did was also for kind of a, like a more CW-y kind of show. Like kind of drama, but like young, young people drama. That one was fun. No, I think there was only two. Oh, there was three. There was one at the beginning of the week. Oh, and that one was so fun. What was that for? Oh, it was so fun. <gasps> that was for a show that has a comedian who's definitely going to be in it. Yes. So that was cool because I know the comedian who's definitely in the show. And I was like auditioning to play a character that would be in a lot of scenes with this comedian. So that would be cool if I got it. That would be very fun. So I did a lot of auditions. I don't know if... What? I don't know if I'm good at them, but it's fun to do. I got so exhausted, though, by the end of it. I don't even know if I was speaking English. But I got to use my vlog camera for it, so I felt very self-sufficient in a lot of ways. Um, and then... Oh, so I was dog-sitting. I was dog-sitting for my friend, and she has the ugliest pug I've ever seen in my entire life. I love this pug. It's cute, but it's also ugly. Like, if pugs are your thing, then it's the cutest dog in the world. If pugs aren't your thing, this dog is like, mm, it's fine. 
And, like, the thing is, people get so sensitive about dogs. Like, if you say dogs are ugly, people are like, you're a serial killer. You have no emotion. You're an evil person. It's like, no, not all dogs are created equal. Same thing with babies. A lot of people have ugly-ass babies that they post on Instagram, and the baby looks like an alien. Some dogs are ugly. That's just the truth. And um, so my friend has, like, kind of an ugly dog. And it's not that it's ugly so much as it is annoying. This dog, like, pugs just breathe so much. They're like, <laughs> they're just breathing. They're slobbering. They have eye boogers. The wrinkles on their face are dirty. They get pug butt. I think it's called, like, fish butt. Or, like, sometimes when they poop, like, the their butt, I don't know. It's disgusting. Their butt gets all protruding. And they also shed. When slash if I get a dog, it's going to be a hot dog. It's going to be a sexy little dog. And it's not going to shed. We're too evolved. Dogs aren't the what they used to be. Dogs used to be wolves at one point, and now we have pugs. That's like the furthest thing from a real animal that we'll get. So if we're making pugs, we might as well make dogs that don't shed and that are really hot and sexy to look at. Your dog either has to be extremely ugly to the point where it's cute or so hot. You can't have like an in-between dog. There's nothing interesting or fun about that. My friend Julia... She lives in Texas. I stayed with her when I was in Texas. I met her through my Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Allie Makofsky. We're losing patrons, and you know what? I don't blame them. It hasn't been that, it hasn't been that on, but I'm, you know, I'm transitioning the podcast setup. Give me a break, okay? The Patreon is fun, though, because I'll, I message people on there, and it's a little more intimate, and sometimes I'll post things, and now that I'm vlogging, I might post my vlogs on there. That's a good idea. Put the vlogs on Patreon. They don't need to be on YouTube. Pfft. Yeah, I'll put it on Patreon. I don't give a heck. Yeah! Anyway, so Julia was my top-tier patron, and so I would Zoom call with all my top-tier people, and that's how I met Julia, and she has the cutest ugly dog. It's those dogs, I don't know the name of it, but they look like an, uh, like an Ewok or something, like the Star Wars thing. Is that what they're called? Yeah, it's a weird-looking dog, but it is so cute. And then she also has this tiny little, like, chihuahua dog that just looks like it's dead, but it's so full of life, and I love her dog so much. I love them. They're so sweet, and they're so adorable. But if I get a dog, I'm gonna, I want to create it in the lab myself. So that's what I'll do. So anyway, I'm dog sitting for my friend. At first, I try and have the dog over at my place. I try and make it accommodating. I have the little blankets on my couch so it's cozy and so that the hair doesn't get everywhere. I have the water and the food laid out on the floor. I try and make it cozy for this dog. And this dog just is barking. It does not want to be at my house. It knows it's not at home and that his mom has abandoned him, her. Also, let me misgender your dog, Los Angeles. Everyone gets so worked up. My dad. Oh, my dad did it. He didn't get worked up, but he did that thing where my boyfriend came over and was like, oh, he's so cute. And my dad's like, yeah, she's a good girl. Larry, chill. Chill. And everyone in LA, they're like, yeah, it's a girl. Your dog doesn't know its ass from its food. So let me call it whatever it is. Some dogs are more masculine. Some dogs are more feminine and I'll choose for it. And she humps. She's a horny little humper. She was humping the air. She was just like getting it. 
Ugh. So then I went to my friend's house because I was like, okay, I'll just stay at my friend's house and watch the dog there because the dog will be more comfortable. And the dog just doesn't give you a gosh dang break. The dog wants to play all the time. It wants to hump you. It wants to lick your entire face. And my friend didn't think that I was going to stay at her house, so she didn't clean her sheets for me or anything. And I don't know if it was the sheets or, like, the pillowcases or if it was her face products that I tried to use, but my skin has this awful reaction. I don't know if you're able to see it. Like, I don't know how good the cameras are, but my skin is all broken out and it's not even, like, acne. It's just these bumps everywhere. It looks so bad and it kind of, I think it's just irritated or it's a rash or something. It hurts. It's like sensitive. It might be heat rash, but it could be her products or her grimy ass dog sheets. Ugh. I'm not dog sitting for anyone anymore. No more, no more, no more friendly like, oh yeah, I'll watch your dog. I'm, I'm sick of it. Okay. I got PBR back in me right now. I don't need to watch your little pug. $50 a day? Get out of here. I'm walking your dog three times a day, feeding it twice, letting it hump my leg. That's more money. And also, when I was at her house, in the middle of the night, someone gently hit my car. I went out to my car in the morning to go somewhere, and I could tell that the car was hit because there were, like, those tire marks on my tire. I was like, someone totally went into my car. Must have been super subtle and slow, but... They did, and at first it didn't seem like it, but then when I opened the door, it made this noise. So then I looked at the door, and part of, not the actual moving door, but the piece of the car next to it is, like, dented in. Oh, it's so annoying. Because here's the thing. A couple months ago, I hit this man Walter's car. I gently scraped the side of it. It was a very soft caress, I'd call it. And it was a little VW Tiguan, and I was trying to pull into a spot. For some reason, my depth perception was off, okay? I was sober, my mind was present, but for some reason, I'd, like, clipped the side of it. No dents, nothing. That's not a Dalia reference, but there was no dent in the car. It was just scraped. And it was a pretty small scrape. No bigger than my, than my arm, than my elbow to my wrist. No bigger than that. But it was definitely scraped. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave him a note because that sucks. And it can't be that expensive to fix. So, like, whatever. That's my bad. I'll leave him a note. Big mistake. He wanted to get, he wanted me to pay $1,000 at least. I think it was like $1,400 maybe. $1,400 to fix the car. Because he would need a rental car for four days for a scratch. I took him to this guy my friend referred me to. Cheap old Jewish guy. He, like, has this whole lot. He does everything super cheap, but he does a good job. And that guy was like, oh, that'll be... How much was it? Like, $400? $300? And Walter, bless his heart, he was a nice guy. He meant well. But he was like, oh, it's too cheap. I don't trust that guy. And then... So, we found a happy medium. I gave him $500. For a tiny scratch. Oh, it... He was a good man. So I give him $500. We call it fair. And then a month later, maybe two months later, I go back to the same spot where I clipped him. I see his car is there. Guess who still hasn't fixed the car? Walter. Oh, it bothers me. Like when I sold my Subaru, I was just telling someone this story. 
when I sold my Subaru, it was because it was like jumping, the transmission or something was fucked up. And I bought the Subaru used for like $4,000 and to fix the car, it would cost more than that. So I'm like, oh, I shouldn't pay more to fix this old car than I paid for it. So my dad sold it for me. He posted it on Craigslist, immediately got, you know, someone interested. And the people who bought the car put money into fixing it. That's not what you're supposed to do. That car wasn't supposed to drive anymore. It was supposed to end with me and you were just supposed to keep it for, you know, aesthetics or something. <sighs> I'm on antidepressants. Leave a comment below if you think they're working or if I need to readjust and reevaluate. Make some noise if you're on antidepressants. Ooh, ooh. Are you? Hell yeah, what are you on? Alexapro. We got Alexa Professional. We got a Celexa in the house. I'm on Wellbuch. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I like the Butch yet. I don't think so. Everyone's on on anti D's these days. It's so it's so popular. It's hip. I mean, I get it. It's a tough time. It is a tough time. Go to BetterHelp, even though they're not paying me anymore to say it. Chat with someone. Figure out if you might need something, and then go to my cousin's wife for psychiatry. I think I'm gonna do group therapy with my mom. Some family therapy. We talked about that. I gotta do it because I'm, I can be such a biatch to her. And I hate that. You know what I mean? Like when you're so mean to someone who only has loved you and raised you and cared about you. It feels awful. You're like, I don't want to be doing this. Ooh. No. I was going to talk about the, um, about, you know, I hate, like, I'm being a bitch to my mom, but I don't want to. And I know that, so I try not to. Some other people use certain excuses to say certain things. We were talking about this earlier today. You know what I'm... I know, I'm not going to talk about it. But it's just not fair. At a certain point when you're an adult, you have to be like, okay, I need to own up to this and realize that it is a flaw and a thing that I don't like, so I need to change it. That's what being a grown-up is. It's not fun. I wouldn't call family therapy with my mom fun, but I think it'll be very helpful. I have to do a speech for my sister's wedding. My sister's getting married. I have to do a speech for it. And once again, everyone thinks I'm going to be like roasting the groom and her. That's a beautiful occasion. They want me to be like, look at this fucking couple. Boing, boing, boing. Like, ahuga. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Send me what I should say in my sister's uh, speech. She's my oldest sister. She's seven years older than me. She raised me, essentially. Her and, you know, she, the oldest sibling kind of steps into the parent role. She raised me. She, um, I don't know. People used to bully me because they would be like, why aren't you as hot as your sister? That hurt. That hurt. But I don't know. I have to do that. Um, I think that's it for this week. I think that's all I did. It was a lot for me. I'm overwhelmed. Oh, yes. 
My boyfriend just signed to me ASL. I've been learning ASL again. I'm still getting into it. It's pretty slow. I keep staring. So there's like a monitor where I can see myself. I keep staring at my freaking arm. My armpit little coochie. Ugh. Um, I've been learning ASL again. I kind of slipped off the ASL train. But now I'm getting back on. I'm learning a lot. Ask me, ask me anything to say. I'll sign it right now. ASL's one of those things where you couldn't really do a podcast. I couldn't do like a... It would have to be YouTube only. Sign Duo. I've been watching a lot of Sign Duo videos. They're so cute. Deaf and hearing couple. The boyfriend is deaf. The girlfriend is hearing. And they have a deaf dog. They're really into the whole deaf thing. What? I know. I want to get... So, on YouTube... But I would need to know. I Or else I'd have to have a... Yeah, but no one wants to watch it. I, that's, I, that's, that feels rude. I should learn sign language before. So the guy on YouTube, his name's Bill Vickers. He, um, he teaches sign language. He's deaf. He's a teacher up in, I think, NorCal. Up in Northern California. And he teaches sign language. And he's so good. He's so funny. It's so easy to pick up sign language. And I do want to get him on the podcast once I speak enough sign language because that would be so messed up to be like hey i love your videos i've only learned how to say yes and no and funny and beautiful in sign language so i would need to know more sign language that would be like a, a special episode so i moved into my new apartment i've been there for what like two and a half three months or something and of course right after i move in they tore the entire house next to mine down Right down the street, tore the entire house down. It's completely gone. There's been construction on it nonstop. But I was curious what was going in there and how long they were going to be doing construction on my street. So I went over, met Carlos, good guy. He showed me all the blueprints. That was crazy. He showed me everything, like like the wood that they're going to need to use and crazy stuff. So he showed me all the plans. He said that they're going to be done in three months. Do I believe him? No, there's no way. But we'll see. They they demolished the entire thing, excavated it all. And um, I brought him over a liquid death and he was like, oh, sick. Thanks for the beer. And I was like, oh, no, sorry. It's actually just water. And he was like, man, I wish it was beer. So the next day I brought him over a giant PBR. Carlos loves me now. We're best friends. Him and it, Carlos and co. He's so nice. He's so friendly. I think he was on our street the other night, my street the other night partying with the homies getting lit he's a hard worker man he's there early stays all day he's a good dude we're becoming friends i want to keep like bringing him beverages and stuff it's so hot maybe we'll have a little picnic with him have a little luncheon with carlos i also have a new neighbor upstairs for me this one dude he seems pretty chill he does yoga in the morning he has a wetsuit hanging over his thing, so he's good vibes, chill, chill, chill vibes. And um, so he's right above me, and we have the same layout apartment. And so when I was pulling out of my driveway, I saw that all of his lights were on. It was nighttime, so his room was just, his like living room was like lit up. And I see what I thought might have been him in the window, but I couldn't tell. 
So I'm like trying to be a nosy neighbor, figure out what type of furniture he's got in there. Because I don't really like what I have, what I'm working with right now. I'm still trying to figure it out. So I'm like trying to look. I turn around, make a U-turn so I can like go slow and see his place more clearly from the street. And I'm driving by so slow. And I look up, I'm squinting, and he sees me. He saw me. I was staring right at him. I just sped off. I felt like such a creep. We haven't, I'd, I haven't really seen him since then. Oh, I did. When I was pulling into the driveway, he was walking to his place. I saw him. I was, kind of did a little nod. That was it. Was there anything else that happened? I talked about that. I um I am going on the road. Hopefully my dates don't get canceled. Hopefully you guys stay safe. I know a couple people who have gotten the C word twice now with the vac, so I don't know. We'll see. I'm stressed. I'm not that stressed, but I am a little concerned. I'm sad. I'm disappointed. I'm not sad. I'm just like, come on. We gotta we gotta figure this out. But if all goes according to plan, I will be in Chicago, Boston, Washington, D.C. Aspen is coming up very soon. Um, where else will I be? San Diego. Well, that's too soon. I'm going to be in San Diego. Anyway, if you want to see where I'll be, where I'm going, um, go to AllieMakofsky.com slash shows. If you want me to come to your city, leave it in my comments on Instagram or put it in the comments on this video. Please subscribe wherever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, whatever app you're on or whatever. Subscribe, leave a thumbs up, leave a comment, rate, review, whatever you need to do. It helps me out. I think that's what I hear other people say, so I assume it does. Um, and have a good week, and we'll see you later. Bye.